Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Baskin and Phelps, Dan is in today. That's Dan Menigan, 216-578-0092, 216-578-0092. Let's talk about the Cavs. Big win last night. Um, they continue to roll. It's, a, it's another victory, four in a row. Four in a row. They've won seven of their last ten. Um, they're playing great basketball. Last night was a great basketball game for them. Especially against Utah, because you know it's like since the trade, you got to wonder what was going through Donovan Mitchell's head with, the, with those guys coming in here and just kind of you know seeing seeing the way it would play out. And I got to tell you, that was a rock solid win. Uh, they needed that. It wasn't like it wasn't hard minutes last night. I mean, they played hard, but it, it didn't feel feel like it was coming down to the wire. You know what I'm saying? At no point did you feel like the game was out of hand for the Cavaliers. Like at no, no point were you sitting there looking, going, "Oh no, here comes the." Uh, the Houston, or sorry, Houston. Here comes the Utah run. You know, here comes yeah. the Jazz run that's going to come down of Laurie Markin and hitting a bunch of threes. And I mean, he's he's playing his tail off for him. And guys hitting over forty percent of his three pointers looks far more comfortable, even in transition, hit, pulling up and hitting shots than he did with the Cavaliers. And at no point were you worried. At no point were you worried that Jordan Clarkson was going to get going. At no point were you worried about any of it. And that's what happens when you have the best defense in the NBA. Is it keeps your offense in every single game. I mean, they are they are number one in points given up. They're only giving up 104.4 points a game. That's number one in the NBA. And that's that's the formula more than anything else with this team. And it was the formula that I was the most concerned about when it came to bringing in Donovan Mitchell because Mitchell had never been known for his defense when he was in Utah. He, he had always been seen as a score-first guy. And, ah, Rudy will clean it up. You know, and then on the defensive end, and he was always just kind of – he was a bad defender, and he has come to Cleveland and has stepped right into the level of intensity of everybody else that is on this team when it comes to playing defense, and that is their identity, and the offensive end is a slow kind of figure it out as you go, and that's what we've started seeing, at least in the last few games, is Darius Garland, a little bit more of a facilitator, a little bit more drive and kick. Donovan Mitchell, a little bit more drive and kick, less isolation, that kind of that kind of thing. Dump it off to Jared Allen. Play really good pick and roll with Evan Mobley. You're you're starting to see that chemistry stuff starting to work its way in on the offensive end. I, you know, I'm just kind of looking through the standings a little bit and just going through here and just checking one more thing that they um they lead the league in like some pretty good categories. Like absolutely, okay, the the diff. I mean the the real diff. The average point <laughs> the real, differential. The real diff. Yeah, I mean the average point differential. The Cavs are number one in the league in that at six point five. There's, they, you know, the Celtics are at six zero, so they got them by half. But I mean, there's only six teams in the Eastern Conference that have a positive uh, average point differential, and then in the West, there's uh, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. So uh, it's a little bit better in the West. And then what was I was looking at opponents' points per game. You know, the Cavs are giving up 104.4. Nobody. Nobody. Like, most that, teams are giving up, like, 110. That At least. That's this team. That's J.B. Bickerstaff. Yeah. That's, that that's impressive. That is philosophy for a long time is we are a defensively-minded first team. 
And that's how they operate. And we came into the season going, okay, so who is going to guard guys between the heights of 6'6 and 6'10 hmm. who stand on the wing and hit three-pointers and find their own shots? And the answer to that question so far in the regular season has been Isaac Okoro, Lamar Stevens, and the entire team. That's That's been their answer is, okay, we're just throwing everybody at him. You know, like I got a feeling we've you got Giannis coming up down to tomorrow, tomorrow yeah. night at Rockenberg Fieldhouse. If if previous games are any indication, it's going to be Jared Allen on Giannis. How many other teams could throw their center on Giannis and go, all right, keep up with him? And Jared Allen, no, Giannis will get his, but boy, he's going to have to work at it because Allen can move his feet. Allen can switch. Allen can do all of these different things and give you those easy dunks and layups on the offensive end you know, that you keep seeing Garland and Mitchell be able to find through the pick and roll game or just with back cuts and all of that kind of stuff. It, it just seems like they're starting to get on the same page and they have answers to a lot of the questions that we had in the early part of the season. Now, they may not be the best answers. I don't think you're going to play into May with the idea that, oh, yeah, we'll just throw Lamar Stevens and Isaac Coro and, frankly, the other four guys on the floor with them at you know the better scorers in the league and just have them figure it out from there. I don't think that's an answer for the playoffs. But, boy, it's fun to watch right now. All right, so you talked about Milwaukee coming in here, and Cavs will play them, um, what, tomorrow night, seven. And they've lost – well, they've won three of their last five games. But I'm telling you, I watched that game at Memphis. So, you know, the, their last couple – let's see. They, well, they won on the road last night. That was a good win. But um, that game against Memphis, they got absolutely whacked. I mean, like, I, I, I watched that game. I, I want to say they were up – almost 30 going into the fourth. And that final ended up uh, 142-101. I mean, Memphis absolutely just, like, smacked around Milwaukee. It was like they weren't even there. It was unbelievable. And so to watch that, like, kind of made me think, well, I don't really – the Cavs don't find themselves in that many games like that. And when they do, JB goes crazy, right? Like, if you underplay or underachieve or take a night off, I don't – he doesn't ex- – he expects you to be out there every night to play at your best. And yep. I love that. I love that about JB that, you know, the the thing is, is Jeff talks about this too all the time that, you know, well, man, look at the minutes they're putting on these guys. Oh, and- it's, it's Thibodeau level. I mean, it's nuts the amount that JB is putting on these guys minute wise. And I will see how that plays and we'll see how that goes as the season progresses. And I'm not head over heels with it. We'll put it that way. You've got one, two, three, four, five guys averaging 30 minutes a game. Yeah, I'm not. Mitchell, Garland, Mobley, Allen, uh, Levert. And if they could hang around that 30 to 33-minute area, okay, that's fine. It's just how many of those guys are 37, 38? How many nights do you have these guys playing 40 minutes a night? That's the only part of this that I look at with the Cavs and go, I don't love that. That's the only part of it. And I wonder, and and I can't figure out if that's either A, the Tom Thibodeau thought process of, okay, I'm going to play my best guys because I want my best guys to know exactly how to play with each other when the playoffs come around. Or if it's B, I don't trust the guys that I have sitting on that bench besides Karis LeVert and maybe Chetty. But again, it's the Chetty roller coaster. You either get good Chetty or bad Chetty, and you got to yank them and figure out where to go from there. Oh, and Kevin Love. Sorry to just throw that one in on the tail end. 
Yeah. That's the part of it where you're you're like, okay, maybe you need to do something about this because, you know, Okoro, yes, he's good on a run out, but all of the preseason hype train pieces that have been written about Isaac Okoro fixing his jump shot, so far this season, we haven't seen it. I mean, the ball's not going through the hoop at a level that it needs to, or else he's just going to become P.J. Tucker where everybody's going to give him, like, six feet every time he catches the ball at the three-point line. I don't know. You know, I started looking at that. You know, I, I said it when you worry about minutes and you, you're like, you got six guys. What did I say? Six guys that are averaging over 30 minutes a game. But if you look at all the leaders across the league, they're all averaging more than 30 minutes a game, too. It's it's not like – I mean, you have to go down to the 40, 45th player before you have a player who isn't averaging more than 30. Jordan Poole's only averaging 28.8. So, I'm, I'm going to put you on the spot, and I apologize because I think you have it in front of you. I do. Okay, go ahead. How many of those guys have load management attached to them every so often? I don't like, know. Like, is there like a LeBron? That's on that list. Let me see if LeBron's is, yeah, LeBron is in there. Yep. Okay. There's a load management guy. Uh, you could put well, Kevin Durant so, in there. So Kevin he's Durant 22 games, though. LeBron's 22 games at 36 minutes. Yeah. Who are you saying who was the next person? Kevin Durant is another guy who gets load management minutes. But still, Durant's played in 30 games. Right. I mean, that's more than Donovan Mitchell's played in. Has it really? Yeah. Donovan. Uh, so Kevin Durant's 30 games wow. in. Right, 30 games in for Durant, averaging 37.7 minutes. And Mitchell's 28 games in, averaging 36.4. So, I don't know. Maybe we're saying – maybe we're – Maybe it's overreaction theater. I, I don't know. I, and you know what? I didn't think that until I'm I just saw the that. stat. I mean, I'm looking at, you know, everybody above Andrew Wiggins, down to Andrew Wiggins at 45. All of those guys are averaging more than 30 minutes a game. So, maybe it's just the way of the land. I just I, – I understand. Like, when Jeff talks about this stuff, I get concerned, too, that maybe some of these – these big time games, uh, big time guys are, are getting too many minutes, but maybe not. I, I, the rest of the league doesn't seem so. Giannis is twenty five games in, and he's averaging thirty two. I so, wonder how much of it is just our years of seeing the bench mob. You know, like we've for years the Cavaliers have been known for having that bench mob that comes in and you know plays fifteen minutes together or something like that, and those numbers don't get as high. And I wonder if it's just reaction to that. I don't know. That's a concern that maybe we shouldn't be worried about. But are you starting to see the gelling process take place with the Cavaliers? Where are you at with this team two months in? Because I got to tell you, I'm feeling pretty good. They're overachieving right now from where I had them at the beginning of the year. And I, overachieving is kind of a stretch. They're doing better than I thought they were going to be doing. And um, I, I got to tell you, I'm impressed. Um, where are you and what are your impressions two months into the season? And, you know, where do you see this team going? You know, are the, is the gelling process going through right now? Do you have any concerns about this team? So all that stuff's out there. I'm going to talk a little bit more about this with Dan in a second, but we do want to take your phone calls. So we'll start with Bill in Parma, who's a friend of the show. Hey, Bill, how are you? How are you, Bill? Hey, you guys. How are you guys this good, morning? Good, good, good. well. Well, I'll try not to put you to sleep today, as Desmond said yesterday, as I referred He'll to He'll get him. over it. As Don't I, put as us I, to as sleep. As I refer to him as desperate Desmond trying to hit on the person who uh, answers the phone. But, uh, you know, I think that if you look at uh, the way to play basketball, and it always was dump the ball in and then open it up on the outside, I'm always interested in the fact of if Mobley and Allen can score 20 and 15 either or, we have a greater chance. And that any time that both of them score under 15, then we're, we're a little bit in trouble. And I think that teams get too in love with that three-point shot. 
Also, when you play Milwaukee, one of the best things you can do is try to get the Greek freak in, tr- in foul trouble. And so put him, uh, if we can go uh, underneath the basket and try to uh, get a basket closer, I think it's a, it's a better deal. If one And one last thing, I look upon the strength of the team in this way. Uh, probably the most important player is Mitchell. The number two guy is Mobley. Number three is Allen. And number four is Garland. And uh, if you notice that when we don't have Allen out there, we're in big trouble. And also Mobley is our future in the paint. And so that's how I wish they would approach the game, even offensively at times. Oh, that's a good point. I appreciate it, Bill. Thank you very hey, much. You we'll talk appreciate to you later. Dude, I, yeah, I always wonder how that last point that he talked about, Mitchell Mobley, um, Allen, in that order, and then Garland. And, I, like, I can see how it bounces back. And, and by the way, I, I mean, that might be the base, but it does need to rotate and, and fluctuate from game to game. I think it depends on the other team you're playing, too, sometimes. You don't want to run an offense through Jared Allen. Like that's that's part of where okay I look at this hierarchy and okay yeah the defensive no, side of the ball he, Jared he, Allen is unbelievable he does he is I think he has a point on the importance of Mobley he is well, well on Mobley yes I mean Mobley is still and I know a lot of people want this to be a finished product and all that stuff Mobley's still figuring this out like Mobley's still figuring out exactly how he fits on this team and how he fits in the NBA and what he should do and what he shouldn't do like I am of the thought process I don't love him at the three point line. But I know that that's something probably three years from now he'll have in his arsenal and we'll all be really happy about. You know, I I don't love seeing him throw up threes and he's really backed off the amount of three-pointers that he's taking. But that's something that's going to help him in the long term. I said, you don't want to run an offense through Jared Allen. The way they use Jared Allen offensively right now is perfect, as in this. So Kevin O'Connor does a great job covering the NBA for the ringer. Put this out. The NBA's most efficient pick-and-roll duos. By that, I mean pick-and-roll takes place. Ball goes through basket. How often that happens? The number one most efficient, Donovan Mitchell, Jared Allen. Hmm. Love it. That's how you want to use Jared Allen. Ken is in Brooklyn. Hey, Ken, how are you? What's happening, Ken? Great guys, great guys. Love your show. Thanks Thank you. for having me. Uh, Thanks, just a couple quick comments on uh, today's athletes. Do you guys agree that today's athlete in general are the best conditioned, best diets, best workout regimens, personal trainers across the board in all sports? We, I mean, that's pretty much a hundred percent right? agree. We know Ken, more I about, agree with you. I think I know where you're going. We with know this, more so about I'm the gonna... human body now than we ever have before. Yeah, right? I, I think I know where Andy, you're going with this. Andy, Keep going. Let me, Andy. Yeah. I know. I know. So, in basketball in general, you you could people could argue that those guys are the best athletes, best conditioned. I mean, you know, soccer, World Cup, that stuff. Those guys are in great shape. But basketball players in general are awesome athletes. So. I just my question is Andy and I know you know what I'm going to ask you. I'm just guessing. Why? Go ahead. Why are we talking about load management? Why? I I, I, I don't Can can I, I say it without sounding like I'm a barbarian? I just can I give don't a, Can I give a rebuttal that's the actual rebuttal instead of Well, let's actually answer this before cuz okay. I I think I don't like I, I got to tell you I, there are parts like I think the psychological I'm trying to think of the best way to put this without putting my foot in my mouth. And I, it's, I, I don't think – like, I would never tell anybody on the Browns they're soft. But, man, it just doesn't – like, the work ethic 
while we have the advantage of everything you just named, there's something to be said for the Dan Campbells of the world and the and the Chris Spielmans of the world and that kind of instinct and and desire and you know like I don't always know maybe because they make a lot of money that they wake up every morning going I got I want to win man I got to win this game I hate losing I'll do whatever it takes like I I kind of feel like some of that's been sucked out of sports are you kind of we on the same page or no I no I agree with you okay. so so my point is Sports have been, become so analytical. I mean, how many times have we talked about this on your show where, you know, Stefanski's overanalyzing. We're, we're, we're overanalyzing stats. How about this? How about we just give minutes and the most minutes to the best players? Think about Nick Chubb. Um, think, about, think about this, and I'll, and I'll let you go. Uh, Will Chamberlain. In the, and, and I know it's a different era, right. and I know it's different times and all that. But look, today's players are getting paid multi, multi, multi-million dollars. Can't they play a little bit more? Look, Wilt averaged 48.5 minutes a game in 1961. That means he was in every game for every minute plus overtime. Now, uh, Bill Russell was probably um, on the same page. My point is, hey, and look what Wilt was doing before games and after games. Hey, you talk get... about a guy being ex- you talk about a guy being exhausted, right? Yeah. We know what Wilt was doing before games and after games. So I just I, I just think the era of the thing is is kind of disappointing. And when we talk about load management, to me, I'm a 60 year old guy. I'm like, oh geez, we're talking about load management, and it just you know I, I don't know. Can talk to uh, any for... to throw talk... that out there. Yeah, Ken, let me throw this at yep. you, and thank you for calling. Appreciate it. I'll throw this out there to you, Dan. That I mean, if you talk to anybody that played in the NFL 15, 20 years ago that didn't make the money these guys are making right now, but then again, it could be a little bit relative to the inflation and all those other things. But, you know, those guys were in pads every day at practice. They were hitting every day in practice. Like, every time you get mad at the TV and say, why can't they make that tackle? It's because they're not doing it every day. I, the muscle memory isn't the same as it was with the guys – who are in some serious pain right now, probably because they did do that every day and would have, you know, killed to have the practice schedule that the current guys have in the NFL. But that's why they fought. That's why the the NFLPA fought so hard for, you know, rule change and reform change when it comes to practices and how often you can practice and how long you can practice and do all those things because they want these guys to live long, healthy lives. And I and I don't have any problem with that. I'm not I'm not questioning that. I just think that when there's a repercussion of that and the repercussion of that is that when you're watching any nfl game and it's not just the browns there are other teams that are really bad at tackling okay it's because they're not doing it every day it's just not the same you know it's not that two a day three a day mentality that maybe you might have thought of what it was in high school it's not it's it's just not there anymore but they do expect these guys to be in tip-top condition and in great shape because they have more tools and more advantages than anybody ever did 15 years ago when it comes to the analytics of nutrition and strength training and all that kind of stuff. So, all right, let's come back. We'll talk a little bit more about that with Mary Kay Cabot, Cleveland.com. She's next on Baskin and Phelps with Dan Menigan. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. 
Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.